Join Kim Commando Saturday morning at 10 on News Talk 930 and 103.9 FM. K-R-O-E. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the YMCA youth programs are receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. There is a concept that certain houses are unclean or forbidden, just as others like churches, for example, have atmospheres of holiness and goodness. Perhaps you could say that some houses are born bad. Hill House, whatever the cause, has been unfit for human habitation for some 20 years. A night of horror and suspense at the Carriage House Theater, October 26th through November 4th. Tickets available now at yotheater.com. Uprising's Ball of the Wild is back and coming soon to the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Friday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. Don your best Western wear as you dance the night away to the soulful sound of Jesse Daniels. Tantalize your taste buds with wild game tasting stations created by Uptown Shabby Shack. We'll have games, activities, and a silent auction with a little something for everyone. The night will benefit our anti-human trafficking education efforts in Sheridan County and beyond. Come join us for an unforgettable one-of-a-kind evening. Tickets and more can be found at uprisingyo.org. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter on the are we on? It's it's morning. Wow, I can't hear myself. <laughs> well, we'll assume that uh, we that I can be heard. You can't hear yourself. No. I hear you. I can hear you fine. I don't know why. Well, well, we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll like see what we like can you do. say, you said good morning. I say morning. Don't yeah. forget to set your clocks back this weekend. Is that coming up already this weekend? Oh yes. So Saturday night. Yep. We need to set it back an hour before we go to bed because it happens like what, two o'clock? Oh, we in the need morning? to step back into perpetual darkness for the next six months. Yeah. Go to work in the dark, go home at dark. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't forget, you know, there's been times I have forgotten <laughs> and I have woken up Sunday. I'm like, what? Why is everything off? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you stupid. It's so Um. Well, We'll go ahead and start this and see what we can get up to. The Jackson Electric, try this again. Jackson Electric (laughs) Open Line Friday. Numbers to call if you got something you want to talk about. 674-4443-672-5763. And today's topic, I guess, the one that we put out there on the poll question was what, Ron? The first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. What is your opinion on the proposed dissolution of SAWS? Um... It was uh, 59% of the votes said not a good idea, and 26% said unsure, no opinion, and 15% said good idea. So um, overwhelmingly not a good idea, and I think that was kind of the uh, 
the uh, sentiment that was echoed during the uh, recent public meeting earlier this week at there, the uh, fairgrounds there were two exhibit hall. Yeah, actually, there was so, two this week, or was there just no, one? no one this this week yeah. and one the week before? There were two total, and I yeah I I agree. I we had Kevin Coyle was covering the one this week, and he did a story on this, and basically, uh, from what we understood, most people that were there were against this as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to um, why people think this is a bad idea. And um, hopefully, uh, I've got a call in to uh, Commissioner Christy Haswell, who hopefully will join us if she gets an opportunity this morning by phone. And uh, we're going to find out exactly how all this got started. Um, why this came up, why this is even being considered, and uh, we'll talk about that as well. I, I think the public, there's a general fear that rates are going to increase or there's not going to be someone to really oversee how the rates will That was one up. thing that I did hear from uh, the county uh, customers is that they, if this transfers over to the city, that they would not have someone that would be kind of in their corner, so to speak, if there's a problem. And um, those are things we're going to talk about. We've got the agreement. we got some other things here. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We do have a caller. Caller, hang on. We'll get to you right on the other side of the break on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. most complex electrical applications. Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main and Sheridan. Hi, everybody. Trevor Jackson back with you as we have a special live doubleheader in football playoff action for you on Friday. The Bighorn Rams and Sheridan Bronx playing in the football semifinals, and we'll have all the action live. In Bighorn, the Rams will host Lyman, and that game will kick off at noon. For the Bronx, they'll take on the Thunder Basin Bolts at Homer Scott Stadium. That game will kick off at 6 o'clock. You can hear both games live on KWYO 1410 AM and 106.9 FM. Have you seen all the funny photos of pets dressed up for Halloween in the Petoween Photo Contest at SheridanMedia.com? Help your favorite photo win by voting for it. The person who submitted the winning photo will get $200 in prizes from our Petoween sponsors, Chipton's Big R and Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Realty. You can vote one time daily through Sunday night. Vote for your favorite now on the contest page at SheridanMedia.com. Thanks again to Mandy Coltisco with Century 21 BHJ Realty and Shipton's Big R. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. I think we got everything figured out. I just got to swallow this microphone a little closer than I was used to. So (laughs) anyway, it is what it is. We do have a caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Yes, thank you, gentlemen, very much. Good morning. Good morning. I attended and actually spoke at both of the SAWS meetings. Now, people must understand that I'm not on the SAWS water system. However, the process is what I was interested in, and 
I followed through with a little bit, and here's the thing. The Wyoming Water Development Commission, it's a state agency, and it awards funding. They have on their November 8th agenda, and you can go, you can see, you can see the um, Water Development Commission's agenda, everything about the meetings, et cetera, if you go to their website. Uh, it's not difficult to get there at all, www.state.y.us. It's on there. It's um, under the attachment to the agenda, 2024 Development Program Funding. Uh, what they are going to address is the Sheridan Northeast Transmission Pipeline. And this has been pretty lightly in the news here recently for 2023. The several things that occurred very shortly prior to this, uh, people becoming aware of this. This pipeline is to carry raw water, be built new, carry, uh, not raw water, treated water, up to an area on, and, and then turn back around and head towards East 5th Street. So it would come off of Skeel, go under, uh, attached to Kittering, go underneath the interstate, go east, and then back south again. Easements haven't been bought. There is a single entity who owns that high kind of plateau land uh, above the city there and uh, attends in and out on East 5th Street. But not to go too far down that road, what I called to say was this. People were kind of gobsmacked on the August agenda for the SAWS Joint Powers Board came the transfer. They were supposed to have voted City Council on Monday to accept the SAWS Board, which is Sheridan Area Water Supply, Joint Powers Board, but SAWS itself is water in the county. It, it, it serves county customers. Big Goose, Airport, Powderhorn, Bighorn, it serves county customers. Okay. That was to transfer over to the city. The SAWS people are going, what? You know, it was sort of a, there's dissolution document, very short notice that this was happening, but combined with that is just in the same time frame, the city of Sheridan took off a replacement of ductile iron pipe up in the airport. You, you may have some brief memory of this saying, well, you know, it's too expensive to do that project, so we want to do it. Well, in the level one study for Sheridan area water supply, county and city, that was prioritized as level one, meaning of first priority, took it off. They said, in effect, to the saw system, yeah, we know you got some ductile type. It's, you know, we put it in and stuff like that, but we're not going to fix it. It's over. It's quite old. It's the reason saws came about in the Big Goose Valley, to replace the same type of ductile pipe. So anyway, there's that taking off a first priority project and putting in this northeast transmission pipeline. Now, I do know, and I want people to know this, if they, I'm, I'm just going to give you a telephone number. That's the easiest way to do it. Okay. 777-7626. That's the water development. And, and you can go online. You can go on their website and see this. When you get there, ask to speak with David K. That's K-A-Y. What has happened is the Water Development Commission three individuals from their construction office, okay, those people, 
their construction manager, their director of the Department of Construction, and their director of water are recommending not to fund this transmission pipeline. But they are not the deciders. Those who will decide, a plurality of six out of ten water commissioners, and they're from all over the state, they're not necessarily engineers, they have different occupations, should they move it forward? then if it should move forward, the select water committee would then decide whether to put it, of the legislature, would decide whether whether or not to put it on an omnibus funding bill on January 11th. But it was the speed at which two things happened simultaneously. We're not going to fix the ductile pipe in the saw system that needs correction and was a first priority, we've taken that off the table, and instead we're going to build this northeast water transmission line, which goes nowhere right now. That is 5,000 acres up there owned by a single entity. He hasn't granted any easements because you've got to buy them, and you've got to get the money to buy them. And where will the money to buy them come from if this is funded? So people who have a dog in the fight, a care, a concern, or an interest Uh, They need to know they can make public comment. It's very short. They're going to be meeting here on the 8th, WWDC, and the time to make public comment is the doors closing on the elevator. So they need to understand how this is done. They have to sign up and be prepared, stationed at their computers, and have a ticket to make public comment on this November 8th meeting, and they do that through the Legislative Service website. So there is a process. It has to be followed. But for people to understand this or really know what was going to occur, fast-track, short-shift. And so I think that's what uh, caused a lot of the uh, anger. It's like the 2,000 existent TAP customers on SAWS we're like, Mommy and Daddy are discussing divorce, and we've been put out in the backyard, was the impression I got from them. So I just wanted to share that, and let me repeat one more time. The gentleman I spoke with, David K., is with WWDC, and their phone number is 777-7626. Um, he can walk you through, uh, but to get, lo- to get uh, a, a ticket to be on the, on the venue on the uh, 8th, you're going to have to do that through the Legislative Service Office. And it's a simple process. It can be done computered. Online, yep. Bye. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, interesting. Um, my understanding, and I could be completely off-key on this or off-base on this, I thought this was something that was in the works for quite a while, not something that just popped up here this summer. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, according to... Uh, Mr. Coyle. Kevin They've been Coyle. talking about this for years. Have they? I, I mean, it, it, the official getting the ball rolling has not happened until right. this year. Right. So but it's yes, not something th- that just popped has, up in yes, somebody's conversation over the summer. An idea for a, <clears throat> while. a while. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What do we have? We have a caller? Oh, okay. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hi, this is Commissioner Christy Haswell. Christy, hi. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks. Good, 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 good. Is well, it thank you for joining us. I know, I know. I tried to get a hold of you yesterday, and it didn't happen. And you got a hold of me yeah. this morning, so thank you. 
We we just had some questions uh, regarding the saws situation that's going on, and and we figured since you were on the uh, saws board that you would be able to answer some questions if, yeah. if possible. Sure. Okay, how did all this get started? Why did this come about that that saws was looking at at uh, disbanding, however you want to call it, and turning this over to the city of Sheridan? How did that all come about? So initially, we were looking at the consolidation. Um, because we thought there might be a cost savings for rural customers, for those SAWS customers. And okay. so, and, and we really didn't want to proceed with the conversation if there wasn't that savings. And okay. so um, we had a consultant um, assisting with the um, rate study. And so we asked them to look at what, what a uh, consolidation, what savings would come out of a consolidation. And it, and it looked like it was a, you know, 40-ish percent savings. And so at that point, um, started looking at some of those other pieces. Um, logistically, what would, that, what would that look like? And so working with, um, you know, Brendan Kearns and, and Clint Beaver, the county and city attorneys, um, started putting an agreement together um, yeah, and then and then wanted to put it out to the public, get the agreement to a to a place where folks could make, you know, specific comments or have specific questions, and so that's that's kind of where we we ended. Okay, now you've had two public hearings, two public comment sessions, I guess. And yeah. what 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 were some of the concerns that people had that were against this uh, transfer to the city of Sheridan? So. Um, you know, there were, there were a lot of comments about some of the projects the city had happening, um, and, and if the, the county was perhaps losing or, or would be getting the short end of the stick, if, if we consolidated that, you know, they got the assets, the water rights. Um, and I think for me at the end of the day, you know, we, we had proposed this, committee of three county commissioners and, and two city council folks um, to, to serve as kind of the, the board that would approve the rates, um, take service questions, complaints, that sort of thing, um, and then whatever decisions that board would make regarding rights, water rates, excuse me, city council would, would then adopt. And I think at the end of the day, rural customers didn't want city council making final decisions on those rates. So, so while we were trying to provide a place for their voices to be heard um, and, and represented, it just wasn't enough at the end of the day. Okay. Now, my understanding, um, I've read through the uh, dissolution agreement that's posted on the county website, um, and my understanding is that any rate increase or whatever that may come out of this has to go through the Public Service Commission, doesn't it? According to that well, agreement? That would, well, it, it doesn't have to go through the Public Service Commission, but that would be the ultimate backstop. Oh, okay. As, as it is today. If, if folks have a concern about rates and they don't find um, resolution with, with even the SAWS Joint Powers Board right now, they, they can take it to the Public Service Commission. Okay. So if if can't let's let's no, let me play devil's advocate. So the a county water 
uh, user on the SAWS system has a question or a problem or whatever, they can still go to, if this if this goes through, the county commission is still there to be in their corner, correct? According uh, to this agreement. Pardon me? As we as we are today, okay. um, part of that language in that agreement is, you know, specifies that folks can, can come to the commissioners if they have concerns about their, their service and rates. Um, but folks can do that now. Um, but again, at the, at the end of the day, so right now, that's the SAWS Joint Powers Board approves those rates. Um, in this new agreement, um, that committee would approve rates, but then it would need to be adopted or ratified by city council. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Section 12 is what I'm looking at here. This is what I was referencing, not necessarily rates, but if there's a question, a problem, whatever, um, it says here the Sheridan County Board of County Commissioners, Sheridan County Board of County Commissioners, I read that correctly, shall have the authority to hear complaints or concerns regarding water utility service from the users within the service area, but outside of the city of Sheridan municipal boundary. And then they, mm-hmm. you guys will be able to convey such concerns to the City of Sheridan Utilities Department. All water mm-hmm. users shall have the right to contest a city decision through the Wyoming Public Service Commission. That's that's what I was getting through. So they, you, it's not like you're abandoning this. This is what I was getting at. It's not like the county commissioners are abandoning the system. You're you're transferring this over to the city, but you're still going to be there to act as a, a liaison or a, or a go-between, I guess, between county water users on the system and the city of Sheridan, should this agreement go through, correct? Co- correct. Okay. But I guess I, I would just add, Aaron, that, I, you know, we were hearing that that just wasn't enough teeth for rural users. Okay. That's what they were, that was one of their major concerns was, are, are they going to be representative represented if this goes to the city so correct and and they would have that that representation through this committee but the difference is that the city council would then be adopting what the committee would be approving right right and folks would prefer to keep the joint powers board as the the final rate approvers gotcha if that, if that makes sense. Yes, and, yes. and we had a lot of other comments. Um, you know, there was and, and questions about, um, you know, fire flows and annexations and um, sharing water rights equally. So there, there were a lot of things that, that we were, were contemplating adding to that agreement after hearing from the public. But I think... Um, at the end of the day, it's it's that final approval for rates that was the rub. Okay. Now, this is supposed to take effect, let me look here, April 1st of 2024, if it's adopted. So you guys have until uh, then, I'm assuming, to make a decision whether or not you want to uh, dissolve the board and allow the city of Sheridan to take it over. So... At that point, do you guys have any idea when you may or may not make a decision on this? So, so we have taken it, the city and the county have taken it off of our agendas Okay. for the November 6th and 7th meetings. So so at this point, um, we, we are not looking at 
putting pushing this forward. Okay, so there's um, still some I, things that need to be worked out before you guys make a decision on this. So it's not going to be pushed through. That was another concern with some of the uh, people at the at the public hearings, correct? Yeah. So that that April first date, um, we would want to make sure that um, part of that was planning for all those contracts that Saws has with customers to be turned over to the city. Um, the, the loans and accounts, um, to, to be cleaned up, loose ends taken care of, um, transfers of assets to, to go to the city. I mean, that's, that's months of work. Right. Um, so we couldn't dissolve and then take care of it. All that stuff would have to be taken care of before we actually dissolved. So that, that was that April 1st date. But again, at this point it's, it's off the table. We're not, we're not looking at this consolidation anymore. At all, or just at this point? I, I would say I would say at all. Um, I I think you know at this point we don't we don't have a resolution to that ultimate concern that I was hearing from the public, and I and I think other members of the SAWS board hearing from the public, um, folks didn't feel like that outweighed the efficiencies and the cost reductions that could have could have happened. Okay, so. What does that mean for the county and the city moving forward? If it, I mean, obviously, it's just status quo, move forward. Does mm-hmm. that mean that this may come up again in the future? Is it something that both county governments are, are going to look into in the future? Or is it just kind of a dead issue at this point, let's move forward and to heck with it? You know, um, I think it, it definitely could come up again. Um you know, I think the reason why, and you know, it came up this time is that the system's mostly built out. Um, we're we're just kind of adding taps at this point, so we're in a different position than when SAWS was created in terms of um, just how much of the system's in the ground. Um, but you know, I, I you know, Aaron, I don't know what it would look like in ten years, five years. I'm I'm just I'm not even sure, so I, I couldn't speculate on that, but. Um, I think I think for now, for the body, um, we, we heard from the public. So, okay. So at this point, just to reiterate, so I understand, it's it's pretty much a dead issue at this point. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's my feeling. We we have a SAWS meeting next week, um, and and I think you know we'll we'll make us you know, talk about how, how we've heard from the public and those comments. So I, I can't speak for the rest of the board members, but for me, I, I heard I heard clearly from folks that they, they didn't want this to happen. Okay. So. Very good. Okay, well, that's a heck of a lot more information than we had before. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. My pre- pleasure. Thank you, Aaron. You bet. Okay. Christy Haswell uh, on the talking on the SAWS board of... We'll come back after this on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday.
Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. What would Christmas be without tradition? Without the comfort of home, the joy of family and smiles of children? Open your heart this year during the 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It's tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we've assisted several people with everything from bills and food to clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 24th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Odell construction. Come to Ucross for unparalleled bird hunting and Clear Creek hunting. Guided and unguided pheasant hunts are available and open from now through March. Enjoy groomed hunt fields with perfect cover and plenty of birds to ensure you and your group a successful hunt. Now's the time. Call Clear Creek Hunting today, 737-2237 to get your reservations in early while the birds last. Because when they're gone, they're gone. The best place to hunt, Clear Creek Hunting in Ucross. Experience the charm of Buffalo, Wyoming. Welcome to 25 Robinson Lane, a single-family, four-bedroom and three-bath home. Imagine waking up to breathtaking mountain views from your very own wraparound deck. Hardwood floor, central air, and not one but two cozy fireplaces. There's a full walkout basement and two-car attached garage. 25 Robinson Lane in Buffalo, where Wyoming living meets luxury. Contact Tristan Geis at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Canned Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, First Northern Bank, Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. Okay, Vikings, they're kind of on fire playing Atlanta, Trev. No quarterback this week, yep. so they're gonna, I'm going with ATL. ATL, James. It's all over. The sky is falling in yep. Minnesota. Um, you think? Wow. Oh. Yeah, they lost, they lost Kirk Cousins. This okay. the year they just is got over. Dobbs, though. No, oh, Dobbs is a stud. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not an upgrade. <laughs> stud? A future Hall of Famer. Right. <laughs> they might win the Super Bowl with Dobbs. Yeah. Okay. There's a, I'm going Atlanta, I think. All right. This week, I'll go Atlanta. She's going Atlanta. Come on, you got to take Dobbs, don't you? But this is his first week. <laughs> oh, he doesn't okay, know the okay. plays okay. yet, dude. Right. That's true, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even know where the bathroom is. He's going to be running for his, <laughs> be running for his life. The rookie, Andrew Boynt, here with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Okay, when I told my wife, I thought she was drawing her eyebrows on too high. She just looked surprised. Well, the same goes for you if you try to fix or tune up your own 4 before side-by-side. You know you can't do it right, so you just don't do it at all. Hando Service Center are experts on every brand or model of 4x4, side-by-side, or snowmobile. Bring it in or arrange to have it picked up at your house. Either way, it comes back with no surprises. Hando Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. 
If you're a Sheridan City resident, now's the time to sign up to receive critical emergency alerts from the city on your cell phone. Get information on severe weather, snow removal parking requirements, service outages, and more. The city's goal is for every city resident to sign up and receive these time-sensitive notifications, and now's the best time to do it. For more information and to sign up, scan the QR code in this week's Country Bounty or click the link on SheridanMedia.com. Hey Sheridan, this is Brad Walden with the MV Mind Health Nonprofit, reminding you to reserve your spot at the Galley event following the Veterans Day Monster Mash. An impossible 211-mile journey former Navy SEALs, Special Forces, and professional athletes will undertake. All proceeds go to treat TBI and PTSD for first responders and veterans. You can make a difference by attending the gala Saturday, November 11th at the Sheridan Inn. 200 per ticket or 1500 per table of eight. Call me, Brad Walden, 307-461-0416 to reserve your spot. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and numbers to call if you're interested in speaking about the saws thing, which is kind of anticlimactic. Well, now. it's not. It's it's technically not a done deal. They, right. They, the saws board is going to meet. You know, I mean, what uh, Commissioner Haswell was saying is probably going to right. Occur, yeah, as far as she's concerned. It, but yeah, the rest of the board she can't speak for them, and that makes complete sense. But as it is right now, mm, chances are. It's probably not going to go anywhere, but we can talk about this. Numbers to call if you want to talk about that or anything that you have that's going on. I don't know. We'll come up with some things to talk about here in the next 20 minutes. Numbers to call 674-4443-672-5763. And uh, your chance to talk about what you want to talk about on the Open Line Friday. Um, Ron, talk, let's go ahead and hit the uh, First Northern Maker Wyoming poll question. What is your opinion on the proposed dissolution of SAWS? 59% of the votes, 103 votes said not a good idea. Um, 26%, 45 votes said no opinion, unsure. And then 15% said good idea. So either people weren't sure, didn't really have enough information about it, or they just said it was not a good idea. Or they were city of Sheridan residents and like, this doesn't concern me at all. You know, whatever, do what you want. Um, I think, to me, Aaron, reading through this agreement, the the problem, I, I've talked with a few people, a few actual SAWS customers, and, and the issue they have is Section 9. It's okay. the rate adjustments, and they're subject to Wyoming statute, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it says the initial rate shall be based on financial analysis by a third-party consultant mutually selected by the city and county. That is what people have had a major issue with because – the rate is being selected by a consultant. And then they're worried that they don't have a voice in the game. They don't have representation because, I mean, a consultant is what a consultant is. They don't care. Right. They, they don't care about what Joe Schmo out in the county cares. You know what I, I mean? <laughs> right. Really? Seriously. Their recommendations are going to yes. come with who's signing the paycheck. Yeah, and, and I know there's a lot of legality there, you know, blah, blah, blah. But that is one of the big concerns that I've heard from actual SAWS water customers. And that and that makes sense. I mean, we're all concerned about rate increases across the board. You and I talked a couple weeks ago about Rocky Mountain Powers, yeah. you know, increase that they're talking about. So we're all concerned about this because we're all having to tighten our belts here, obviously. So I, I get I had that. to buy a new belt. <laughs> to tighten my belt, my butt, I had to buy a new belt. Couldn't even put a hole in the yeah, old one, huh? No. <laughs> That's kind of where everybody's <laughs> at, I think. Um, so I, oh, I guess we do have a caller. I'm sorry. 
Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so you should have asked, or maybe you guys can do some digging, and I'm not on the system either, but how in the world could rural users save 40% by the commissioners abandoning abandoning this? That's, that's, not, that's not possible. Uh, you know, many people, many, many years ago, back in the 90s, they were encouraged to abandon their wells, basically, and get on this saw system. We need more people on it. We need more people on it. Uh, get lower rates. And, you know, what it sounds like to me is what our forefathers fought a, a war with Britain over 250 years ago, uh, taxation without representation. The, 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 the rates can be raised on the, the rural customers entirely at, at the discretion of the city. And the city, they have no accountability to those rural residents. It just, it's just another example of now we've got five county commissioners, and it just sounds to me they're, once again, they're trying to lessen their workload, uh, which is, in my opinion, minimal at this point in time anyway. But they're just trying to get out of one more meeting, one more uh, uh, place where they can be held accountable by the public. You know, they can wash their hands of it. Oh, we're we're not concerned. You know, you know, it, it, we're concerned, but we have no say over the rates you pay as a rural customer. And the commissioners need to keep this. We worked on this a long time ago, and the commissioners need to keep. Uh, some skin in the game here to protect rural residents. That's all I have to say. Okay. Thank you, caller. Um, Valid concerns, I guess. My understanding, maybe you have more information on this than I do, Ron, but my understanding is this SAWS system was brainstormed back in the 90s. Yeah, it's, it's and, been around before. Yeah, we... I mean, and that's when they first started this idea to let's get these water customers in the county on city city water. So the the pipelines and everything were built and designed and blah, 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 all through the 90s and all through the 2000s. So we have all these, and I don't even, I don't even know how many customers are on there on the, on the saw system, but enough to where it's, it's pretty much paying for itself. So there are loans out there on the system. Um which the city was going to take over if this dissolution agreement goes mm-hmm. through. If it goes through, the city was going to assume all of those uh, costs, all of those loans, uh, on and on and so forth. Um, if this, according to the agreement, w- w- what we're looking at, the SAWS Joint Power Board, if this goes through, according to the agreement, and we heard Christy say that she thinks this might be, you know, a non-issue, but according to the agreement... If this is dissolved effective April 1st, 2024, prior to the effective date of the dissolution, the city of Sheridan shall pay the SAW's Joint Power Board the substanding, excuse me, outstanding balance of its two loans. There was a loan um, dated September 4th, 2012, with a current balance of just over $300,000, a loan for a 20-inch pipeline from 2008 with a current balance of just under $382,000. So the city would assume those loans, um, which they would have to pay off, obviously. Um, then what? 
It's a and good does question. the city it's a good is, is our city I, residents I, on the on the on the land, so to speak, for those loans? Then as well is the city water users going to have to help pay for that, or is it all going to come through county? And again, that might be a valid question. Maybe that's why people are concerned. Hey, we're going to be on, but Saws is going to have to pay those off anyway. Right. But I guess that's the question is, is the city going to raise rates to pay those off sooner? Who knows? I don't know. We're going to take a break. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about this. The Saws Joint Power Board dissolution possibility on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Christmas is right around the corner, so let Legacy Diamond and Gems help you create your own unique custom design jewelry. But don't procrastinate. The deadline's November 1st for guaranteed Christmas delivery. Their professional staff can help you create a piece of jewelry that leaves your loved ones speechless. Need ideas? See some of their fine jewelry online for inspiration at LegacyDiamondGems.com. Stop by their temporary location at 17 East Laux between P.O. News and the Chocolate Tree. That's Legacy Diamond and Gems in downtown Sheridan. Fall in love with Sunlight Federal Credit Union Certificate of Deposit Specials. Their 15-month CD with a $500 minimum deposit has a 5.39 annual percentage yield. They also have two jumbo CD specials. 36-month has a 4.6 APY and their 60-month has a 4.86 APY. Both require a $50,000 minimum deposit of new money, which is money not currently held in a Sunlight FCU account. These rates won't last long and early withdrawal penalty applies. Member NCUA, Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together. She's a member of the North American Country Music Association International Hall of Fame and one of the most recognized voices in country music. Black coffee, blue morning, toast is burning and the rain keeps pouring. Tonight at 7 p.m., join friends and family for an acoustic evening with Lacey J. Dalton at Sheridan's Wild Theater. Other than one night in some empty room where no curtains ever hung, like a miracle. Tickets available now at the Wild Theater box office or online at wildtheater.com. Lacey J. Dalton at 7 p.m. tonight at the Wild Theater. And for a while they'll go in style on 16th Avenue. The 26th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign assists our friends and neighbors that, due to temporary circumstances, will not enjoy a very Merry Christmas. Now, if you know of someone that can use a little help this season, please submit them to us online today at sharedamedia.com and be sure to include your name and phone number so our committee can quickly follow up with questions to help them best assess your wish. And thanks to our Christmas Wish partners, Atlas Chiropractic and First Federal Bank and Trust. Friday, 
And today we're talking about the Saws Joint Power Board Dissolution, or the possibility, and that's that was today's topic. I understand we have a couple of callers that are waiting. We're going to get to those before we get things wrapped up today. Caller number one, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, caller. <clears throat> Hi, this is Mayor Bridger. Hey, Mayor. How are you? Uh, I'm on good. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Good morning, Mayor. Hey, Ron. How are you? Good. Good. Just a couple of points that were made earlier that were kind of misconceptions in which I think some of the confusion came in. Two of our projects got wrapped in with this whole SAWS discussion. One was the airport transmission line, and then the other was the northeast transmission line. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of those have been on the books for quite some time. Um, The airport transmission line, we had put in for a loan for $3 million to cover that expense. But in the meanwhile, while we were waiting for approval for that loan, the price point went from $3 million to $13 million. Wow. And so it just became, it was just like, well, that's just a lot of money, and we can't really do that right now. And so, and you can't really piecemeal those loans. They want, they want a complete project. And so that line, although it's a ductile iron pipe, uh, it's not in that bad of shape. We've fixed the problematic points on it, and so... The idea was, well, we really can't pursue that right at the moment. And so that was completely separate from this discussion as far as the saws water. And then the northeast transmission line, that kind of got wrapped in with the whole conversation, too. Like, well, what are, why are we paying for their northeast transmission line? But, again, that had been on our books for years. And so um, that was actually a priority, but we didn't have a, problem, a reason to move it forward because we had nothing going on on that northeast side of town. Okay. But when there's talk about new development on that northeast side of town, and then we've had additional growth out that direction, it just seemed like the appropriate time to put in for that money to to create that line. But at this time, that's not uh, been approved with this round of funding from the Wyoming Development Water Development Commission. And so, um, again, that's a kind of a wait and see. But uh, ultimately, that had neither one of those had anything to do with this SAWS consolidation. But they got the, it was kind of got to be a mixed message, and they kind of got muddled in with that whole process. And so I think that was part of the the angst that was going on at those meetings. Right, gotcha. And I kind of I, I remember hearing bits and pieces about that Northeast Water Pipeline, uh, and that was my understanding was yeah, that was kind of a development to, for the future type thing. So. Right, it, and it was a priority, but we, we never had a reason to move it forward because there was nothing happening on that end of town. Sure. But, of course, things have changed, and now there are things happening on that end of town, so that's why it just became time to maybe move that forward to see if we could get that transmission line installed. Gotcha. Mayor Bridger, let me ask one question. Maybe you can answer this, because there were uh, there were ideas that if the saws system moved to the city of Sheridan that that would be a cost savings and one of the callers earlier said that they didn't understand how that would happen could you explain how that would how that would be how that would take effect how how would the county consumers save money on the rates by that happening well there again until we had a, a uh, a study, um, the the law basically states that um, any rural users of our, our system, um, their rates are at a 0.125. So um, 0.125 was what we used to create our rates uh, at that time. 
which is how that fell out. Um, again, we didn't have a study to um, justify any different rates. And so coming in, it would have been 0.125 or what the city users pay for their water. And so that's how that rate was set. Okay. So would it would their rates in the county go down if this goes through then? Or would it stay the uh, well, same? Okay, a couple of things. First, it's kind of a dead issue right now. I know the county's taken it off their agenda. Right. We've taken it off our agenda. Um, I don't know what the future holds as far as discussions. And, of course, the SAWS board has to have that discussion as well. But for right now, um, it was pretty clear that the county residents didn't want that to proceed. And so... We've removed it from our agendas, and um, I don't know how that's going to proceed forward into the future. I don't have a crystal ball, but right now it's sort of a, a non-issue. Gotcha. And I know from from living in Buffalo, we have you know people that are in the county that want city water. So there is an increased cost to those uh, users in the county that have city water. So this isn't something that Sheridan came up with on their own. This is kind of across the board. And the idea is, at least as far as Buffalo is concerned, that if if people annex into the city and that they can get water, city water, city sewer services mm-hmm. at a at a, the same rate as everybody in the city. So um, the, Sheridan isn't, you know, you guys are not the only entity doing this. It's kind of across the board. No, we have rural users on our system already that have requested city water. And they pay that 1.25 for their water, uh, but that being said, it's not it's not system wide, and it's not all the SAWS customers. It's just right. people that are kind of on the periphery that want city water, and we've provided that for them. Sure, yeah, gotcha. Okay, that'll work. Mayor Bridger, thank you so much right. for co- uh, calling in and giving us some more information on the SAWS system. Thank you so much. We have another caller. Caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Hey guys, thanks. I, um, I think Commis- Commissioner Naswell and Mayor Bridger both, I think, spoke well and, and accurately, and, and so it was, it was good to listen to them. I appreciate their taking the time to call in. Um, you know, Sauce was started in the late 80s, uh, actually, when the EPA found out that um, Sauce customers, who are now Sauce customers, were tapped into the water line that ran from the Big Goose Valley into the city on raw water taps. When the EPA found out about that, they came out and said, you can't do that, and then uh, threatened action. And then that's how the whole thing was was, was begun, the uh-huh. whole SALS Joint Power Board. So that's that's a little bit of back history. A couple of things, Thank just you. real quick. The loans that, that, that they wouldn't have been assumed by the city, they would have had to have been paid off. And the reason for that is, is um, the attorney general will have to approve loans and agreements and things like that. But... So their solution to that was just they would have been paid off before those transfers of assets. But like they said, everything's done done uh, is is dead. The biggest thing, point I want to make is there was no cost. There was no cost savings. There was a premium reduction. There's two different things, and Mayor Bridger just correctly pointed it out as well. And that is, it, it, the the price for the SALS customers would have been 1.25. Technically, it has to be less than 1.25 of the city rate until they can come up with a rate that is justified by a rate study. Uh, but to this point, there had been no rate study done. So that was a premium reduction. It wasn't a cost savings. It just said, gotcha. if we dissolve this, your premium will be reduced by 40-whatever percent until we can do a study and then determine what the rate should be. 
So don't confuse a premium reduction with a cost of savings. There was no cost of savings demonstrated, and that was one of the issues that customers had. Gotcha. Okay, thank you for the clarification on that. Um, that'll do it for this week's Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Ron Richter, Aaron Palmer, see you next week. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Let's talk about tires. Think about the snowy, icy roads ahead. Now think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has extended their super tire sale through November 15th. Buy three, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts and oil changes. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money is optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner, open seven days a week. Hey Sheridan, this is Brad Walden with the MV Mind Health Nonprofit, reminding you to reserve your spot at the Galley event following the Veterans Day Monster Mash. An impossible 211 mile journey former Navy SEALs, Special Forces, and professional athletes will undertake. All proceeds go to treat TBI and PTSD for first responders and veterans. You can make a difference by attending the gala Saturday, November 11th at the Sheridan Inn. 200 per ticket or 1500 per table of eight. Call me, Brad Walden, 307 461 0416 to reserve your spot. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that, but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's Fifth Street Mall. If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week, we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world, as well as some other topics along the way. And we'll maybe talk about something random, like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon, and maybe a little extra, check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast posted every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on SheridanMedia.com, presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate and Alpine Climate Control. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E.